Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Happy Wednesday, hump day. So today we're going to continue our discovery of shepherding, right? That's what we're looking at in the Bible. And we now um, are moving from Jesus being, you know, the good shepherd and and how he was um, foreshadowed in the Old Testament or prophesied in the Old Testament of being the shepherd to now we're going to look at David and how David was anointed to be shepherd over Israel. And I know that you out there are familiar with David, the author of numerous Psalms, of course, right? And the author of the 23rd Psalms, which is what we kicked off this series with, right? Um, But have you considered David as a shepherd? Of course you have, because we all know that David was a shepherd. The scripture speaks to him being in the field, shepherding when Samuel came to choose the next king, right? So we know that David was a shepherd. But did you know that he was a shepherd designated by God to, and I'm using air quotes now, to shepherd Israel and what that means? So our scripture today comes from Ezekiel. The, 20, the 34th chapter and the 23rd verse, reading from the um, New Revised Standard Version, and it says, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. Wow, right? So in reading that, I will set up over them one shepherd. Didn't you assume that it was going to be speaking of the Lord Jesus? But then it says right there, my my servant David. The prophet Ezekiel is addressing an exile Israel. And he's basically reminding them of who David was to them. But I want us to look at the scriptures preceding the 23rd. We're going to look at verses 21 and 22. And they read, because you pushed and flanked and shouldered and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide. I will save my flock and they shall no longer be ravaged and I will judge between sheep and sheep. And then it says, I will set over them one shepherd, David. (laughs) So based on these previous scriptures, Why did God anoint David as the shepherd, quote-unquote, king? Or king, quote-unquote, shepherd? It was because they were directionless. If you read all that other stuff beforehand, right? Shoulder to shoulder, button up all, butted heads with all of the weak. They were scattered. And recall that one of the duties or roles of a shepherd that we've established with Jesus is that a shepherd guides, that a shepherd directs directs them to clean to um, quiet rivers and streams and green pastures. Remember, God wanted Israel to be his people. He wanted himself to be at their center. But they begged him for an earthly king. And you can read the story in 1 Samuel chapter 8. The Lord tells them through the prophet Samuel what they will endure as a result of having a king. 
the Lord tells him through Samuel that a king will take your sons and, and put them in war. A king will take your daughters. And right there, for me, that's enough to say, okay, thank you, Jesus. No, no thanks. I don't, I don't want any of that. And I don't even have children. But no. Then the Lord, through Samuel again, says that they will be heavily taxed by their kings. That they will be overworked. Now, this is Greta Bennett phrasing, of course. And they still continued and said that they wanted a king. The people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. And they basically said no. But we were, they were determined to have that king. They wanted to be like other nations. They, and this is, this is what, they, what they say in, um, I think it's Samuel verses, the eighth chapter, verse 20, I believe. It says, no, but we are determined to have a king over us so that we will also or so that we also may be like other nations and that our king may govern us and go out before us and fight for us this um chapter sam first samuel chapter 8 verses 19 through 20 so right there in those two scriptures you see that they wanted to be like everyone else and that they had forgotten god they wanted they wanted to be like the heathen nations after all that God had done for them, leading them out of Egypt, they still refused to see that God would continue to fight their battles. And I want us to kind of stop right there and let's analyze this for, for a little while. They said that they wanted some, they wanted to be like the other nations, and they wanted a king so that he would fight their battles. And so I'm going to do from the reverse. Having a king to fight their battles. Sometimes, and this is a question for you. Sometimes when you're either in a storm or heading into a storm and the devil uses fear to try and convince you of doom. This isn't a question. It's kind of, I'm just setting you up. <laughs> That's exactly the time that you and I need to recall all of the times God has delivered us. He has delivered you. All the times that he has provided for you, for me. All the times that he has, confront, has, has comforted you and me. That's when we need to look back and remember when we're in the middle of the storm, where we're in the thick of caregiving and we just can't seem to take it in the moment, when we're in the middle of a marriage that is harder than what we thought it would be, or we have a child who is a little more harder to discipline than the others, or we have a wayward boss, or, or whatever it is that we are in the thick of, we need to remember what God has already done. The devil doesn't want you to look back. It's sort of like the Janet Jackson song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? You know, Israel had forgotten all that God had done. But aren't we just like that? We're just like that too, aren't we? Or maybe it's just me. You're going to leave me out here on Front Street. Well, okay. Like I, like me sometimes. I'm getting better, but I'm, I, I can tell you that I can throw a little hissy fit in a second. And, and I can just 
feel God just watching me. As you know, little kids when in the grocery store, when they start having a tantrum and the parent just lets them wallow around there in the aisle, yeah, God lets me, lets me do that too. And then I'll feel a gentle tap by the Holy Spirit right on the shoulder. And then he'll bring to my remembrance something that God has done for me. And then, of course, I feel like a fool. I apologize. And then I get my act together like a daughter of the Most High God. It is important that we remember all that God has done. Why? Because his word says that he's the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So if he delivered you from you fill in the blank that happened yesterday, three days ago, 30 years ago, whatever it is, why would he leave you hanging now? The thing is, he's not. It's not in his nature. So we need to, re- we need to remember that. The second thing. They wanted to be like everybody else, heathen nations. I'm here to tell you that if you are a follower of Christ, not a person who just goes to church on Sunday, that doesn't mean they're not saved, but I'm talking about a follower of Christ. You will not be like everyone else. You just won't. Even within the body of Christ, you will stand out. Can I bring to your recollection the 12 disciples? There was the multitude, right? Then there was the brethren, getting a little smaller, the crowd that always followed Jesus, the brethren who was always there with him. There were the 12 disciples. And then there were the three, Peter, James, and John, who were more intimate with Jesus. Following Christ means getting used to being unusual, sometimes being alone. And in regard to caregiving, you will stand out as you learn to surrender to God's will for you and your loved one during this season. People will not understand how you're able to manage it all or how you're so content with putting your dreams on hold or at least developing new dreams, perhaps. You will stand out. And frankly, who wants to be like everybody else? God created you to be you. He didn't create you to be me or me to be you. He created you to be you. Israel had forgotten who they served. The almighty God and all that he is and all that he had done to show them that he would be the one. He had been the one fighting for them all along and would continue to and and how much he loved them. They forgot all about that and them wanting to be like everyone else in having a king. They put all of their hopes on a man versus recognizing the God who they served. So, as a result of their waywardness and pleas for a king, God gave them one. And the first was Saul, and he wasn't that great. (laughs) And then it became David. And as you know, Israel today still looks upon David as the mighty king, right? The star of David, the lineage of David. David is the king that they still recognize today, that shepherd in guiding them. Through David, God restored Israel to the nation that he had intended them on being. David not only led them, because remember a shepherd provides direction, he, didn't, he not only led them militarily through battles and victories, but he also kept God at the forefront of Israel's heart. 
Remember how David danced so much that his clothes came off? Now, he probably wasn't straight out naked, but probably his tunic or something kind of fell off, exposing a shirt to them that was nakedness back then. Could you imagine what they would think of our society today and seeing how we dress? That may be an entirely new podcast all its own. (laughs) But David rejoiced at bringing back the presence of the ark, which was the presence of God, back to Israel. So he kept God at the forefront. He never let them forget the Lord their God. And even when he sinned, because he was human, and as human we are all flawed, he quickly repented. That's why he has the label of being a man after God's own heart. It's not because he's perfect. None of us are perfect. The only perfect man is Jesus. The rest of us fall all the time. That's why he came. But in the falling, it's in us recognizing, oops, I made a mistake in Jesus, I need you. Help me to not make it again. We as children of God can still ascribe to being, of having that same label. Women and men after God's own heart. You can have it, I can have it. And it's through our surrender to God and knowing that he is our king. That we don't have to be like everyone else. And so that in revisiting our scripture, 23, where God will set them one king, his servant David, who shall feed them and lead them, we can impose, for God has set upon our hearts, Jesus, who will feed me and will lead me and be my shepherd if I just get out of the way and allow him to, (laughs) if I just follow in the direction that he would have me go serving the Lord in this season of caregiving allows us to get closer to God to hear his heart for you and your loved one caregiving can help you refocus some things reprioritize what's most important caregiving if you allow the Lord to to speak to you in this season can help you gain can help you be one of the three of the disciples and I don't know about you that's what I want so as we start upon this I guess second leg of looking at how David shepherd or how God used David to shepherd remember that we we need direction it's okay for you to ask for help you go to God first And then you step back and allow him to be God and use everything that is at his disposal, which is everything and everyone, and then recognize when he's bringing you that help and to follow. Because you don't want to be a sheep who is scattered. You want to be a sheep who's right next to the shepherd. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for loving us. And we thank you for constantly revealing who you are to us and reminding us that we need you. And so we come to you this day, those who are coming first thing in the morning, those who are coming late in the evening, that we need you. We need you for the air that we breathe, for our lungs that take in air, for the nourishment that you provide us each and every day. 
the substance, whether it be bread or beans or tamales or whatever it is that we eat, but also the bread of life, your word, which is living and breathing, that we take in, that provides us with the very nourishment to remember that we're yours and that you have claimed us as yours and that because you are our shepherd, we don't need to look like everyone else, but we just need to look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Help us this day, Lord, to allow you to lead us and for us to be obedient and follow where you lead. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, the good shepherd, we pray. Amen. All right, my caregiving family, I will see you tomorrow. Go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.